0: This week's Devil on the Detail Podcast, I'm Rob Parks, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining me on the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside, right, Paul? Hey Rob, right mate? What a win, buzzing after oh. fr- after Friday.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was hard work getting there though, Rob, we, you know, the, the, the ordeal of the motorway, we had problems and that, and uh, his dad brought his he brought his head to my house on Friday night and planned this mission where we were going to go through Holmfirth and Dembydale, it took us about three and <laughs> a half hours to get there, but... Yeah, we got there, and it, oh, it was well worth it. When we got there, it was a fantastic result. Great night, really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, the Ian Watson
0: juggernaut keeps rolling. Yeah, we'll see wins like that, Paul. You know, you're gonna uh, you know look forward to it. And you have to travel to the end of the world. You know, at least you got there and you'd be able to, to see the Reds turn on a performance like that. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, the walk there, mate. Yeah, you know me, but um, but yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, especially after we've had we had a lot of funny scores there at all. And I can remember a lot of idings you know, the 80 odd points, the 60 odd points, and. Yeah, we had two good wins in the cup, but I don't think we've won in the league for since the mid 90s. So, to get that, that win there, it was a big thing, really. And, and the manner that we did it in, I thought, it was absolutely it was tremendous. I mean, after, well, let's put it right, it was, it was a dodgy start, really. You know, we were early on, uh, going 8 0 down, we looked a bit lost, but the way we powered back in that first half, you know, was tremendous. I've not seen us all for a Salford side attack like that before, not away from home, anyway. It
0: was tremendous. Yeah, well, obviously, we'll talk all about that. Show, so, what have we got on the show this week, Paul?
1: Yeah, we've got the, um, the review of the Hull game, we've got the amateur report, we've got some interviews that we got on Friday night with uh, Michael Dobson and Lala Tarza, and we'll also be looking forward to the Easter programme with games against Lee
0: and Callum. Cool, so what we'll do, we'll, uh, we'll, start about the, we'll talk about the victory against Hull on Friday. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. So, Salford Red Devils were victorious against Hull FC, 54 points to 18, Paul, what a great win.
1: Yeah, it was a great win, Rob. I mean, any win would have been a good win, you know, to make it four games on the spin, but the mentality of the team and, and, and just the, the whole the whole evening, really, it was a tremendous victory. One of the best wins I've seen away from home, well, I think it was the best away win I've seen in Super League. It was a tremendous, tremendous night, and uh, you know, really exciting to, to be there and to witness it. And you know, coming into the Easter now, what we'll what b- b- a shot in the arm that is for the, uh, Ian Watson and the boys.
0: Yeah, the, obviously Watson put a team out, uh, put a strong team out, didn't he, Paul, uh, for the game on Friday.
1: Yeah, he certainly did. The uh, lined up with Gareth O'Brien, Justin Carney, Junior Sal, Chris Wellen, Greg Johnson, Robert Lewis, and Michael Dobson at the half-back, Lee Mossop, Logan Tompkins, Lamattasi, Ben and Massilla. Josh Jones and Mark Flanagan completed the
0: pack and the subs were Craig Copjack, George Griffin, Adam Walton, Todd Carney. Yeah, obviously Salford um, obviously went behind early on didn't he Paul? A try by Michael's a kind of a quick kick cross uh, the field and you know at that point you know you're thinking at Hull Salford go down early you know but Salford came back didn't they?
1: They did yeah Um... It was, a, it was another flat start, I thought, Rob. And we got caught out for that try there, and then we conceded. We seized a lot of penalties early on. Um, there was a whole barrage of penalties from the referee. I think it got a few the referee. Um, penalty count was 13-7 at the end of the game, but we did get battered early on with penalties. And Sneed kicked a goal from uh, the penalty goal to make 8 0 after eight minutes. And you know, we, we was looking a bit flat there and a bit jaded. And it didn't look like the way the game was gonna pan out the way it did at eight nil down they looked in the driving seat, but you know, after that it was one way traffic they had to score thirty four and answered points in the first half
0: at Hull was uh, outstanding. Yeah, obviously eight nil down early, Paul. You know, many Salford sides might have reds might have dropped, might they, but this one, you know, like you said, coming back um, you know, from that. Uh, good try by Robert Louis early on. Good work by Tompkins setting him through the gap. Yes, yeah,
1: certainly was. Yeah, like you say, you know, eight nil down at Hull. They're a good side. Well, have got some big players, and you know I, I sort of started to fear the worst there. But you know didn't need to because every time we had the ball, we looked dangerous. Robert Louis there danced through. That was a, that was a great tryout like, to, to get us on the board. Dobson kicked the goal, eight six. We were bang back in the game, and uh, you know, it was one way traffic for me. I think it was Greg Johnson who got the next try.
0: Yeah, another obviously good work by Louis and O'Brien sending him <laughs> over in the corner. It's great. I mean that uh, sort of creation, that diamond you've got of uh, O'Brien, Louis, Dobson. You know, working the magic and uh, Johnson, the uh, the goal, the try scorer.
1: Yeah, the attack on Friday night was, was outstanding. Every time we had the ball, we looked really dangerous. I think Hull's defence was pretty poor. I thought they were they were slow off, off the mark. You know, I've never, I've never seen a Hull team defend like they did at, at home. But that's not taking anything away from from our attack at all. I thought it was uh, tremendous with the ball. The passing was clean and crisp. It was going out wide. There was there was there was runners there, and Garth O'Brien was linking in the line, and Hull just couldn't deal with it.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you know, looking at looking back, Paul, you know, we were the team in, in ascendancy, weren't they? You know, in that first half, uh, and it was great to see the boys, you know, throwing the ball about, uh, looking menacing, and it's it's good signs, I think. Yeah, it certainly
1: wasn't. I think to be honest, I think the whole, the whole team and the whole crowd were in shock at the way we was playing. I don't think they were expecting that from us. And uh, you know, once Craig Coptjack went over and we got an eight-point lead at sixteen points to eight, you could see something something special was happening there. The boys were really switched on. And um, I thought Craig was going to get a hat trick because uh, four minutes later he was over again, and uh, only uh, going for his hat trick there. But uh, but yeah, it was just an outstanding display of attacking of
0: attacking rugby league. Yeah, man, great work around the ruck as well from Tompkins. You know, involved in, in the Robert Louis try and the Cop Jack try. You know, he's really coming on in here this season.
1: Oh, Logan Tompkins was outstanding. Logan Tompkins was absolutely outstanding, especially with Chris Bryan in missing as well. Uh, don't forget he failed his head test, so he was he was a hooker shot. Josh Wood. Was in the, the original 19 man squad for Friday. I think he had to pull out. I think uh, Watto said he was on the pulled out after the captain's run, so uh, that was quite a late sort of absentee there in, in Josh Wood. So we had to work round, that. So Logan had to play big minutes on, on Friday, and he was tremendous. He was, his ball distribution, he was running, from, scooting from dummy half, he was really a real handful. And um, you know, Hull are usually devastating themselves from that department with Danny Houghton. But uh, Logan Tompkins, uh, you know, he showed the way on on Friday night.
0: Yeah, you think obviously the the absence of Houghton, you know, was a big factor in the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, but you've got to be careful. I don't want to take it away from Sol because I thought we was outstanding. But they did have a few players missing. But if they've had Albert Kelly playing, Scott Taylor playing, uh, Tumavari playing, and uh, Danny Houghton playing, they still want to beat us on Friday night. I, I thought we, were, we was by far the better side. But as as Ian Watson said you know, after the game. There's areas we can improve on. There was patches in the game, especially the first sort of ten, fifteen minutes of the first half, the first sort of fifteen minutes of the second half, where Hull, you know, put us under pressure, a lot of pressure, and um, you know, we looked, we looked a bit dodgy in th- those periods in defence, and you know, them, them are things we've got to work on. But you know, fifty-four and eighteen, you, you've got a bit of room to, to work there, I
0: suppose. Yeah, I suppose at the end of the day, you can only play what's in front of your Paul And obviously, you yeah. know Salford, you know, are going to Hull, I think it's a message. It's a big message being sent out. To, to Super League that you know this could be could be the moment where you know our club goes from nearly man to the man
1: yeah yeah of course it is I mean that's our first league win away at Hull since I think January 1995 so it's not a place where we win often and to go there and do it in that sort of manner you like you say you can only play against the team you, you know that's put in front of you and how many times have we been to, to grounds like Wigan St. Helens Leeds with loads of injuries and loads of suspensions and you no, know, you make your own luck sometimes don't you and you've got to take full advantage of when you're playing against a team that, that's got injuries and suspensions and you know problems and things like that. And don't forget, Salford had, had problems. It took him about three and a half hours to get up there on the coach. And you know Josh Wood dropping out you know, early on you know from uh, from the warm-up and things like that. So there was adversity there for Salford. And don't forget, we was the away side as well. We had to challenge cup holders. Um, so I thought it was, a, it was a tremendous win. So we can't take any, uh, anything
0: away from Salford. Yeah, obviously Salford continued the, the good farm in the game. Junior scorer in the corner. Uh, good footwork sends him over in the corner. in and uh, obviously Justin Carney on the wing, you know, is a is a you know a really good partnership there that's only gonna get better this season.
1: Yeah, that's right. It was good to see Junior back in the side and I think the Junior South try, if I'm not mistaken, was the one where uh, really good flowing move and I think Logan Tompkins got the pass, I'm sure it was that try, if I can't remember right. It was that many,
0: so hard to uh, keep track of them yeah. all but, that was a super try, that, and, and yet just the way the way we we sort of moved the ball, you know, left and right, it was it was great to see. Yeah, and obviously Salford full of attacking prowess. Um, Johnson gets his second. Uh, good work by O'Brien sends him over in the corner. You know, on the other side of the field, you have got him and Wellham You know, racking up the tries as well. We can go either side of this ruck going to cause two goals yeah. of problems.
1: Yes. Yeah, just a, mention, a special mention for greg johnson i thought he, was, he did really well he's, he's really improved the last few weeks but he did he did some really good work on friday night he was coming inside and there was a couple of times i think in the second half where he, he nearly got caught he came inside and he created a try in the second half but um you know, he's really really dangerous and he's, he's returning the ball he's very strong as well he's 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 a, he's a confidence player greg johnson and he's uh, he's certainly improved
0: in the last few weeks he was really good at witness and uh, you know he's a uh, He's doing very well. Yeah. So just before half time, uh, Salford score again. Uh, Justin Carney in the corner. But it was a good team move, going from one side to the field to the other. Good hands uh, along the field and uh, Junior South sends Carney over in the corner.
1: Yeah. Well, what pleased me about that try um, just before then, I think it was Robert Louis I think Robert Dobson. They put a lovely kick through, rubber kick, and it sort of really punished Hull. And I think there was about a minute to go then before the half time hooter. And the Salford players, the enthusiasm on they all ran forward, they all made the scrum, you know, got ready to make the scrum. Referee held the, the clock up, and it was obvious what they were going to do. They were going to put pressure on Hull, and they did. Hull made the mistake, knocked the ball on, and Salford worked the ball and scored. And that, that sort of thing, you know, it's a delight to see, you know, you're 34, sorry, 30 points to 8 up, and yet you still want more points with 30 seconds to go in the first half. And that try, sort of, I thought was, was, was
0: quite crucial. Yeah, the ultimate first half performance from Salford, can you think of many better? Super League, Rob. Not in super, especially not away from home. Um, the first well, the first
1: half, of witness was good, but I don't know. Disrespect to witness. I think Hull are a better side than witness, so it um, was definitely on a par with that this season, and uh, probably better.
0: Yeah, So obviously Salford then come out of the second half. Hull have had a bit of a talking to, him, haven't they, in, in the in the in the sheds, uh, and they come out flying. Uh, but Salford, you know, weathered the storm. Uh, they looked like they were, you know, Hull were coming back into it, but. You know, we managed to you know, sort that out didn't we?
1: Yeah there was a storm there at the start of the second half and it's obviously I mean they've got a big crowd behind them there oh, it's an intimidating place to go and you know driving up there on Friday night we were talking in the car on the way up and we were saying there's going to be storms in this game and I think we mentioned it on the podcast it was obviously going to be that and if you've got to win at grounds like that you've got to weather that and, and, and back down on you come shield and come through the other side of it and we did um, Jamie Shaw scored and Michael scored and they got it back to 30 and eighteen and I was starting to get butterflies then and especially when Justin Carney got got simpined. uh it was about twenty three minutes to go
0: there then and it's thirty four and eighteen and you're thinking Pliny, you know what's gonna happen now, but we we held out there when when Carney went off and, and got a try back on ourselves to, to steady the ship and, and evit I think that try won the game. Yeah obviously Justin Carney gets goes off um simbing but Todd Carney comes on uh, in that period. Rob Louie goes to Hooker um, and obviously you know the team start ticking again don't they? They certainly do. Todd Carney came on and he gave us another dimension again in an attack and it gave Hull something else to think about. And, and you know, Todd, Todd's a clever player, he, he threw some good passes out and he, he did. He it was another
1: dimension into our attack. And, and with Robert Louis on there as well, Michael Dobson, Gareth O'Brien, there was so much attacking options and you know, Hull, Hull was struggling to deal with it. And uh, Robert Louis, always oh, a lovely ball to, to Michael Dobson and he shot through that gap there. And,
0: T- too much for, for Hull to do yeah I suppose when, when uh, Dobson goes over there everyone kind of calmed down again because huge relief that, from,
1: absolutely I was going mad when Dobson scored there because you knew even Salva sort of can't
0: throw, throw this lead away now so it was a huge sense of relief I thought when Dobson scored I suppose it's, it's one end though the more we do that the more people start believing you know we can do it more often and you know we, we talk about um, you know the million pound miracle and, and how, it, how it sort of happened and how it's unfolding how it's changed but You know, change the club, but moments like that where Rob Lewis feeds Dobson to crash over it is equally equally as important for me. Yeah,
1: of course it is. Of course it is. uh, Defence as well, Rob. I mean, it's a lot tighter. Our defence is miles tighter now. You're not conceding those daft tries from. I know we conceded one from a kick, but you're not conceding as many daft tries. You're not conceding those those ones on half time and those the the really soft ones. You know, with poor goal line defence. Our goal line defence this season has has been has been tremendous and. uh, has really has really improved, but the, the attacking, especially the last sort of four weeks, the witness game, the Saints game, and and um, the game on on Friday at home, is you know it's, it's, it's been a
0: joy to watch. yeah So obviously the confidence is there now. Uh, Rob Lewis sends uh, George Griffin over for a try as well. Great line running by uh, George Griffin, and he finds the gaps to score. Oh, you know, that was a, that was another great try. That you know it really, you know that that try I was jumping up and down because.
1: I was just thinking about the the eighty-two points that all scored against us, and how upset I was that day on my way home and to to get over there and uh, and you know be on the course of nearly fifty points. It was it was it was nice. That like, was a nice moment, Matt, and You could have got a bus through that gap. When George Griffin went through. He absolutely flew through it. When you think back in years gone by, how many teams have done that to us, destroyed us? Like it was just nice that we were on, on that that end of it, and uh, nice for our supporters to celebrate that.
0: Yeah. So basically, we're at Hull. We're away from home. And we're looking at putting fifty on them, Paul. You know, I mean that's how far yeah. we've come. Yeah, yeah, and it was funny because the the, the supporters were were chanting,
1: you know, we want fifty, and it was just ironic. It was nice because you know we've had some dark days, haven't we, at grounds like that? And it was it was fitting, really. Ben Burnett at Masala went, went charging through, through, through a dummy, went charging through and scored just in front of all the support supporters, and uh, it was a really nice moment than that to get the to get the fifty points
0: up Yeah, I was it. Ben Burnett at Masala running wide, you know, running. at Obviously, smaller, smaller man shows good pace and good power uh, and brings up the fifty. Great stuff.
1: Yeah, it was brilliant, and, and the solid supporters that were there. I'm not sure how many there was. I mean, there's nine nine thousand or so in the crowd, so a lot of Hull supporters there. But the Salver supporters were there, tremendous, absolutely tremendous. Again, you know, Doctor Devil leading this, you know, banging on the defence and getting everybody going, and, and the support was amazing. You could hear them all around the ground. It was, it was fantastic. It was a great night, as it was at Witness And there's momentum building, Rob. There really is, and some games coming up now that you know winnable
0: games we've got Lee on Good Friday and it it really is an exciting time Yeah, you spoke to uh, Lama Tazi and Michael Dobson after the game and this is what they had to say
1: I'm joined by Lama Tazi great performance again Lama you know winners becoming a habit now mate
2: yeah, no, we're going all right, man, we can't get too ahead of ourselves, yeah, it's, it's good to win, but it's
1: still early days, man. Confidence was flowing again there tonight, we scored some fantastic tries in, you know throughout the game, but was there a point in that second half where you, you felt humble were coming back into the game, we had to really steady the ship there, didn't we?
2: Yeah, I think, I don't know what it is, it's weird, it's, well, we seem to play better with 12 players. <laughs> You know, we're looking for someone to put on a big play or a big shot then we all react but yeah we need to be better than that but you know we'll take 50 points any day
1: <laughs> yeah to score to come and score 10 tries at all I mean this is a fortress isn't it a big side of these, they've done well over the previous seasons that, that must fill you guys with confidence going into the Easter program with two
2: tough fixtures yeah massively um, you know obviously Lee's going to be our local derby this year and you know that's not going to be an easy task and then we fly fly to Catalans, you know. And Catalans are always good at home, so we've got two tough games this weekend. We'll just take one, one at a time. You can't I mean
1: I know Lee's had another defeat tonight, but you can't underestimate them, can you? Like you say, a local Derby Lee are gonna be up no. for it, so that's gonna be a really, really tough game. We're gonna to have to be on our, our game again on Friday, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, there's
2: plenty of ex-Solford players there, so you know, they'll be out trying to prove a point and I think we just need to start better next week and then Hopefully, come off the two points again. if we start next week like we did this week and score fifty points, I think I think that'll do us well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, exactly, lad. Like, yeah, same well, like we lost, but you know, we'll just want to get too ahead of ourselves. You know, we're a good bunch of boys and just, just, just taking uh, it game by game. You can see this
1: the team spirit again from you guys. You know, you know, coming out and speaking to us after the game. You all seem to be in this together, and that's that's great to see. Nah. And uh, just best to look for uh, for the Easter program. And thanks for speaking to Dylan. Thanks, man. Thanks for having
2: us. No problem, man.
1: I'm delighted to say I've been joined by Michael Dobson. You were outstanding tonight, Michael. Against Hull, yeah. big win. It was a big win, mate. Uh, we started a bit slow, I think we're yeah. Once we once we're going,
3: we were very good, especially in attack. We're a little bit off indeed at certain stages, but um, overall, good performance.
1: Just speaking to Ian Watson, there before, he, he was saying there's still areas to improve, and he still to pick flaws out of like that. And I suppose, I suppose that's I mean, to come in and score 54 points and still a bit of find improvement. That just shows we're making progress, doesn't
3: it? Yeah, it does, and that, that's what I said. Our, our D was a slightly off, um, but our attack was on fire. To be fair tonight, so um, it's good, good to get a win like that. How confident are you guys
1: at the moment? It just seems like this confidence flowing through your veins at the moment. You're scoring tries as well, aren't you? You're like a real yeah, no, try-scoring uh, of Farm at the moment.
3: It's all right, yeah. Just hitting holes off Louis, so I'll let him set him up. But uh,
1: no, it's going good, mate. But your goal kicking needs like, working on. The yeah, there always needs oh,
3: well, working on, great. mate. Great. So um, I've only just started doing it again. So, but um, yeah, we're going yeah. all right, so. Um, uh, yeah, we're
0: just going to keep going and ride the wave while we're winning.
1: Certainly, mate. We've made a lot of software supporters happy tonight, mate. All the best tonight, and uh, good luck over Easter.
0: Thanks, mate. Appreciate Cheers. it. Cheers, My double. So, both players happy with that performance? Yeah, it certainly was. he like, was tucking into a big slice of pizza as we, was, as we were talking to him. So,
1: yeah, yeah, he's lovely, look loved blah, and Michael Dobson as well was really pleased with that result. I mean, being an ex-Hulk man as well, it's probably, probably nice for him to go back there and, and win, but they were both really chuffed and... Uh, I think they're both Looking forward to A, a tough Easter programme Lama's Tav is very cautious When you talk to Lama He's very humble as well he, He's not getting excited and it's pleasing to hear That you know the players Have got the feet On the ground Because as Lama Keeps telling me We've not won anything yet And uh, I'm sure
0: They'll be ready For, for Lee on Friday Yeah I suppose With, with uh, Michael Dobson He's the captain You know he's got His players playing For him as well It's it's great to see Obviously they, they kind of talk, Call him out As the, being the general Of the team And you know It's really good That he's got You know something Going here
1: He's in the form Of his life as well Rob and he's playing fantastic, he's scoring tries. Um, we had a bit of a joke actually, we were saying, you know, you're in the try scoring form, but you need to get your goal kicking boots on because you keep missing kicks. But no, he's playing really well, back he backs up with his support play, which is something you don't always notice. But his support play is absolutely tremendous. And, uh, you know, he's getting on the score sheet with tries as well, he's
0: leading us around the pitch. And, you know, for a bloke that struggled with injuries when he first came, you wouldn't think of it now because he's, he's, he's superb, though Yep, yeah. so what was the to Ian? Watson in Coach's Corner after the game? And this is what he had to say.
3: Coach's Corner.
1: Well, Ian Watson, you must be delighted that four wins from four games, first times in 20 years since we won four in the top flight.
3: Yeah, no, it's good for us, good for us as a club because it's what we want to build to, to being consistent as a team as well and, Today was great with our attack and there was just little bits that we were a little bit disappointed at, which we spoke about as a group as well and it'll be up to us to fix them up, but there was some great stuff out there. Not many teams come here and score 10 tries. You must have been pleased with that first half. Yeah, like like I said, not the start of it. The start of it was pretty poor, to be fair, the first 10 minutes and then we seemed to be piggybacking, giving some penalties away and giving them a good field position. Um, and then they scored the tries but then after that we kind of got a grip of the game started playing the way we play and we started um, opening them up on the back of that and it was really pleasing to see some of the tries that we scored really. With Chris Bryan missing today Logan Thomas is going to have to do big minutes and yep. I was really impressed with Logan tonight his passing you know I think there's a, a worldly passing
1: throughout in that second half one of the tries he, he played really well.
3: Yeah no no he's he, he, Logan's great for us he does a real lot of stuff that you don't see kind of off the ball and Logan's a massive player for us in that middle section and we, we kind of was comfortable knowing that Logan's kind of... Kind of his mentality is a tough is a tough kid, um, Logan, so you knew he going to push through for you. And we, we felt that the way whole players they try and slow the game down a little bit at certain points as well, that we'd be able to run Logan and get quite a few minutes out of him. And then we trained Robbie in there in the, in the training sessions we had leading up to it as well, just in case we needed to drop him in for 10 minutes, which obviously we needed to in the second half. Um, but we lost young Josh Wood to a bad back as well on... Um, the captain's run day so that made our decision pretty easy then to go with the three middles and um, manipulate Robbie into there. How do you approach Easter now though on the back of that? What do you say to your players this week now? Yeah, oh, it's, got, it's got to be the consistency with, consistency in the way we perform. And there was little bits we weren't happy with today in our defence but in attack as well once we kind of got into our groove we were real good so it's kind of believing that, take that confidence forward but use the defence that we've done against the Warrington, against the Castleford and the teams like that and, and really build on it really too. Put some teams under the pump. As you say, beliefs, like the name of the game. I mean, I don't think a Salford side's won here in the league
1: since 1995. I think so. It's a long time. It's a place that we don't normally, normally win at. But to come here and do that, to hold not many teams, as we said, do that, you must be absolutely delighted with it. Oh, no.
3: We're made up with the result, to be fair. Like I say, we're a team that focus on ourselves and our team performance as well. And like you say, these things we, we want to get better at um, but again there was loads of things that we were really pleased with as well um, today obviously Hull, Hull have had their adversities as well with some players missing out of their team but we've had ours as well with um, some of the travel um, coming up here today so everyone's got to deal with it and I felt we've dealt, dealt with it best today yeah, Well congratulations Ian, fantastic result tonight Let's keep it going over Easter Cheers, Paul, thanks. Cheers,
0: So Ian Watson in coach's corner there Paul happy chappy It was, it, it was funny really Rob because after a
1: victory, like, you don't really know what to say, and because um, Paul well, was very level-headed and he doesn't get carried away with things, but he was very pleased on, on, on Friday night, and I was really chuffed for him as well.
0: Yeah, looking at the stats, Paul, uh, lots of you know big, big uh, stats in the tacklers. Uh, Tonkins with thirty-four, Lee <coughs> with twenty-seven, Adam Warren with twenty-two, and Griffin with twenty. Uh, Forwards putting a big effort there. Yeah, they certainly
1: did. <coughs> certainly, Logan Tonkins is outstanding. Um, you know, the minutes he put in, as we said before, with Chris in missing, we just went to the game, and Josh Wood, we went to the game with one hooker, and, uh, you know, Logan had to do big minutes, and he does, he does a lot, like Watson said, he does a lot of, un- sort of, sung stuff um, Logan Tompkins, and since we sat in Logan, you know, we had a few long spells at Salford, his progression, I think he's come on, he's come on so much now, and, I mean, we are probably, sort of, kicking himself now for letting him go, because he's, he's a super little player, and, um you know, he worked so hard in all the tackling. As did all the forwards, though, Adam, Adam Walls, another one, who, um, you know, he, he's really come on this season, Adam, now, and he's a really established forward in, in our pack, and I can't sing the praises of Kopjack and, and Tazi, and, you know, enough, because they're all super.
0: Yeah, looking at the carries, uh, Justin Carney with 17, Junior Sal with 16, Lama Tassi with 16, Kopjack with 16. You know, it's all about making metres up the field and, you know, putting your hand up when the times are tough. And then boys did it on uh, Friday.
1: They certainly did. They certainly did. Lee Moss up again as well. Ben Bird up Messiah. Um, really, really good. Really good. I mean, we, on paper there, you know, where we're playing, we've got the best packs in the league. You know, you look at our pack compared to Wigan, Saints, Leeds, whoever. I don't think there's anyone can can match us on our day if we're playing well. And you've got Willa Haraki to come back as well.
2: Um, so uh, so
0: yeah the, the pack of forwards this season have been tremendous yeah looking at the, the big meter makers uh, Junior Al with 139 um, <coughs> Ben Murnett with with 91 uh, Josh Griffin with 105 Lamitazzi with 115 jack with 93 uh, Johnson with 120 you know it's all about making big inroads and I suppose if you're making big meters up the field it allows the likes of Rob Louis and Michael Dobson and Todd Carney to, to pull the strings of course it does. You're not
1: going to win any matches without a decent pack laying that platform fire. And to me, that, that that's the foundations of a lot of our wins this season have been built on the pack getting on top. The other sides, I mean, St Helens we did it, Castleford we did it, uh, the witness game we, we destroyed them in the first half. And the same with Hull. The the forwards have got on top. Warrington at home as well was another one. The forwards have got on top. Won the forward battle. And then Robert Louis and Michael Dobson, Gareth O'Brien, Todd Kearney, they've come on the back of that and done, done their magic and done their part. So, uh, so yeah, the, I think there's a lot more to it than, than what we see sometimes. I think you've got to give a lot of credit to the coaching staff, Watson, poaching. They, they must look at videos and, and watch certain teams and target the
0: way they play, and I think they do a lot of, a lot of things like that. And, uh, Obviously he's paying dividends. Yeah, big thanks uh, for everyone who put the three-word match reports from Man of the Matches in uh, for the game against Hull. Uh, Willow's Road, we want 60. Uh, his Man of the Match was Louis. Chris and Janet Shenton. Uh, their Man of the Match was Louis. Great team spirit. Uh, Chairman Bob, great away win. His Man of the Match was Greg Johnson. Uh, Hitman Handle, um, Explosive, Slick and Deadly. And his Man of the Match was also Louis. Rob Louis getting a few Man of the Matches this week explosive slick and deadly I thought that was hit man handle then that's all <laughs> but yeah 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 they, they, I mean you can't argue with any of them you could have given the man the match to, to probably any of the, the 17 on, on Friday night because there was good performances all over the pitch yeah uh, Graham Jones so much flair uh, Rob Lewy Craig Carter Man of Steel Robert Lewy uh, Jungle J. what a team Louie. Mike Clegg quality clinical display his man of the match was uh, Rob Lewy and finally Peter Wilde Pinch me now, uh, and his man of the match was Griffin. Obviously, you know we've been there, haven't we? We've seen Salford, you know, serve some terrible performances, but you know it's moments like the game against Hull is why you keep going back into it. Yeah, because it makes so.
1: Yeah, oh, those those days are what, are what make it out, they you better got to be pitching I mean? And we've all sat there to the end of the ninety-point games, these eighty-point games, and you just dream that you know. There's always next week. I've always thought that watching Salford, I mean, after every. Couple bad performance you've always got the week after to put things right and it's just nice when, when those those results come along and the way things are going at the moment though Rob, perhaps we're going to have a good season and, and have more of those results you know four on the bounce now and you know winning's a habit and my dad always says to me you know confidence where does it come from where does it go and when you've got that confidence flowing through your team it just keeps building and building and building doesn't it? and you know now the game against Lee on Friday I mean everyone's expecting us to win that game aren't they and there's a lot of expectation there now and the players gonna to have to deal with that now, aren't they? And Ian Watson. So uh, I'm sure they will do. But that's that's what
0: comes with winning matches. Who was your man of the match, Paul? Um, that's a tough one, mate. I'm gonna go with Robert Lewy. I think I thought Robert Lewy was tremendous. see,
1: he's, he's hard I was gonna go with Tomkins, but you know having Tomkins on, I just edged for Louie because I thought he created so much. Was back to his best, really. Uh, I know we've 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 not slagged him off, but we have sort of said he was, he was lacking confidence and, and form at the start of the season. But the biggest. Thing for me is since since the Todd Carney arrival, I think Robert Lu just up to his game and he, he's keeping
0: him out of the side, isn't he? And he? He's he's great to see because he's a super little player, and, and I've been really pleased with him and very proud of him on Friday night. I thought he was he was brilliant. Yep, so Salford we're victorious, fifty-four points to eighteen. And now what we'll do, Paul, we'll level up. What news is coming out from the club this week? Go. All the big news coming out of Sulphur Red Devils this week. Looking forward to the game against Lee on Friday, Paul. Obviously, we're doing this podcast early in the week. There's not much news come out of the club, but we're hoping for big things uh, building up for Friday.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know the club want to get a a really big crowd out on Friday, don't they, against against Lee. And to, to be honest, the Easter games. Always oh, tend to attract good, good crowds, really. You know, it's a special time, Easter, is it? As we were talking about the week before, I mean, I always tell you that i book booked some time off. It's like my Christmas, Easter, to be honest. I have a bit of time off work and what have you. So, and it is, hopefully it'll be a good day, a good weather-wise, which I think
0: it will be. And, and Lee's not far away. And you'd expect Lee to bring a few. It's a, it's a better derby clash, isn't it? So, um, so, yeah, I'm expecting a good day on, on Friday. Yeah, big local derby, Paul. Uh, good Friday, Hopefully the sun will be out. You know, we're hoping for a you know, pretty big crowd. Obviously we don't want to play guest the crowd do we? But, you know, I'm sure if, if the club are gonna be out in the community this week, um, you know, we're hoping that, you know, being our term, people are gonna be available, gonna people gonna be at a spot, you know, our our you know, advertising and it might tempt them to come down after that big win on Friday night. Yeah,
1: definitely. And it's an afternoon game as well, Friday afternoon, so uh, you've not got to worry about like, you know, work in the morning and things like that. And most people probably have a bit of time off, don't they? with it being a bank holiday weekend as well. So, uh, so, yeah, you've got a target. I mean, I think it was, maybe like, where did we play last season on Good Friday? I was Huddersfield away when it was the season before, I'm thinking of the 2015 season, I think, when we played Wigan at home. Mm. On the Good Friday, we beat Wigan, I think it was 24-18, we got about 7,000 that day, didn't we? So... Uh, I expect I expect Lee to bring a decent following. There. They're playing quite well, aren't they? they've had a few good results. So, uh, so why not? Let's like aim for, for a decent crowd. Like you
0: said, we're not going to guess it, but I think there'll be a good turnout there on Friday. Yeah, I'm say I'm really hoping that you know the club are going to be out there. Uh, you know, we are as fans. I'm a big big thing as well, Paul. We've got to go out and tell our friends and our family that mm-hmm. you know this team is a real deal. Uh, I know we do that most weeks, or most years, but. I think sometimes it's a bit difficult. It's like the man who cried wolf, isn't it? You know, this time you yeah. know there is an actual wolf in the in, in the vicinity, but no one's listening. It just, I just think it seems like you might need to leave leave the wolf's teeth on somebody before someone stands up and takes note. Yeah, well, the
2: best thing—excuse me—the best thing to attract
1: supporters is, is a winning team, I suppose. You can do all the marketing in the world, but people, especially in this day and age as well, I think it's probably different. Years ago, you know, when we first started watching rugby, there wasn't, you know. The, the things that has to do now. I mean, technology's moved on, people's lifestyles have moved on, haven't they? And you know, people seem to want to be associated now. with, with, with winning teams, don't they? And that, so uh, I think you know the, the main thing is to, to to get that that winning form, and, and we've got that now. We've won a few games, but I think it's going to take more than just just three or four wins. No disrespect to to what all the lads, but you know, people have had a lot of false starts at so, have They already using them, and I, I have, and I've just kept on going, and as a view of. But uh, I think the average sort of supporter who stayed away, you know, went years ago and stayed away a bit, I think they might need a bit more convincing. But we're going the right way, we're winning matches, and um, I think, you know, slow, steady progress, good marketing as well. And I think another thing regarding the marketing, there's, there's a big area around the stadium. I was working in Ireland yesterday, and um, I've never been around that neck of the woods really before in my life, and I was I was amazed at how many sort of housing estates and our new housing estates in that area you know just up the A57 pass where the the stadium is a lot of people live up there there? I suppose a lot of those people are from Salford aren't they used to live in the direct Salford area so perhaps targeting those sort of people and getting getting the flyers out there and the posters and things like that And you've got quite a a
0: massive area there to to target Yeah I think it'd be great obviously the club would be looking for a big crowd on Friday but obviously the social media aspect they're in there with Twitter and Facebook aren't they letting everyone know uh, but for me, you've got to do a bit of both. You've got to be social media wise, you've got to be out there, you know, engaging with your followers, but also you've got to be out there looking for new fans, are not you? And I'm, I'm really hoping that the club this week is going to be in the community, going to local clubs. Um, you know, obviously the schools are on our time, but you can't go there. But, you know, there's ways in there of, of engagement and hopefully the club are going to be on that this week and uh, we'll look for a big crowd on, on, on uh, Friday night. Uh, looking at the offers, though, uh, the exclusive is an exclusive for the club. 1873, Paul. Uh, 50 pound for a family ticket, which is two adults and two juniors. Uh, 25 pound for an adult. Uh, 10 pound for under 17s, and 15 pound for a concession. Are a student? Uh, you know, it's good. It's a good deal, I think, put on by the club, and hopefully there'll be a lot of people uh, take that up.
1: Yeah, definitely. That that is a good deal, right? You know, you get a really decent seat there, don't you? And you get to use the facilities up there in the 1873 uh, bar. So, so yeah, really good after that. And you know, if you've not been in there. But in the season before or last, I think it was, and uh, it's, it's, it's good in there. It's an enjoyable atmosphere, and, and I'm sure some people will take that after up.
0: Yeah, looking at obviously news that's happened since we've been on our last podcast, uh, the rugby football league. All the chairman got together. We speculated on what what you know what could happen and what they'd agree on. Uh, but end of the day, it ended up quite good for for Marwan and us, didn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a bit complicated. I think, but well, if you look into it, it's a right kind of worms in it. But um, it's progress, I think, is it? And I think Marwan and the the other you know, ambitious chairman and that will be uh, will be pleased with it. Um, but yeah, it's quite a quite a complicated process that's going to happen over the next next few years. I'll let you explain
0: to the listeners. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> two marquee two marquee marquee players uh, on on your your salary cap. Uh, which is improvement on one, which is uh, at the moment. I think it allows you know you able to pick uh, and keep the best uh, talent in our game, Paul. Uh, which is good news. Yeah, two two marquee
1: players. That, that's good. That, that, that's giving you the opportunity to sign two real world class players if you've got the money and the, the financial you know stability and backing backing to do that. So uh, so that, that that's good. That, and it would be interesting to see how many how many teams take up that offer. But one thing I was thinking the other day is. Is there any marquee players in Super League at the moment? Because the clubs don't really advertise a as marquee players. No one says, "Oh, such a boy a marquee player at Leeds," or "such a boy is a marquee player at St. Helens." So, whether the clubs will just keep it in-house and not tell anybody anyway, we'll have to just
0: wait and see. Yeah. Uh, next one is attracting Union players uh, into our sport. I don't think they're on the cap by the sound of it, uh, but it's good. I think obviously, there's a, you look at Union, You know, there could be a few players there who could make it in the League. Uh, I suppose it's different, obviously, with positioning positions. Their kind of players have different skill sets to ours, aren't they? So it's a difficult task unless you're going to pick a winger up. Um, you know the forwards are a bit, you know, different technically. Uh, but it'd be interesting to see. You know, if Salford could pick up a, you know, a star from Sale, maybe. Yeah, it's interesting
1: that Rob, I mean There doesn't seem to be many players come from rugby union to rugby league in sort of the last. Well, since I've been watching the sport anyway, especially in Super League, you've been, you have players going the other way to rugby union. I mean. We've had a few lads at Salford, that we've been Richard Webster, David Young, the wingers, Adrian Hadley, people like that, You know, Steve Kerry, that I can think of off the top of my head. But there's not been many
0: in sort of recent times, has there? But um, there's, there's talented players in rugby and if, if they can come over and make it, well, that's all well and good, but we'll have to watch his base on that one. Yeah, obviously, it's about picking the right kind of player. You, obviously, you want a decent one. Uh, you can mould into a rugby, rugby league player. Uh, like I said before the school sets are different aren't they so you know you'll be able to pick a player who's you know got the ability to pass and clap uh, pass and catch maybe uh, it might give you a chance and you know if he's not on the cap Passing, pass and clap they pass it when they clap it they, they clap when they pass it very often. Uh, but you know it, it, it's, it's a good thing you know I think if, you, if you're if you going to go down that route um, it gives you the opportunity to, to pick a player up and you know, be able to invest in him in a way. Because obviously, if he's not part of the salary cap, that can be also invested into the players who are going to be, you know, so represent you week in, week out. And if he comes in, might take him sort of 12 months or 18 months to get, you know, his head around rugby league and adapt his style of play. Uh, and then he comes in sort of 12 months down the line, it could be a, a, a godsend, really. You never know. So, next bit of news then. Uh, also, the salary cap's been increased to 2.1 million as well, Paul, which is pretty good. Um, obviously, uh, Marlon wanted an increase on it.
1: Uh, and he got it. Yeah, I think I think he needed to really, uh, Rob. When you look at the rugby union as we mentioned last week, I think it's about seven million pounds, and um, the Australian ones a lot higher than ours as well. Isn't it? And you know, I, I'm I'm one of those people that I sort of like to see uh, the good English British players go over and test themselves in the NL. I think it's great, you know, James Graham, Sam Burgess, people like that who've gone over. And the lads at Canberra, no Elliot Whitehead, and. Um, the lad from, he was okay. Josh Ratchford, I think he's brilliant. But on the other side, of the coin, we don't want to be losing all our players over there. And, and, um, so it's a funny one for me. That but the salary cap, I think, he needed to go up. I mean, there's been a lot out there about the Dennis Solomon uh, situation with him leaving and going from Castleford to Sale. Um, didn't really bother me because I'm not really a lover of Castleford. But um, you know, we don't want to be losing players doing to other spots.
0: I suppose, you know, being able to to increase the cap, Paul, it, it gives our clubs the ability to hold on to uh, the top players. Obviously, with the Rugby Union one, they are still, you know, a lot bigger than us, in it, when it comes to salary cap? Uh, but, you know, I suppose if the players just want an increase on the cap and on the wage, then obviously it might give clubs like over the opportunity to keep hold of the stars. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, final bit of news Talking about Marwan He's got his weight loss um, Crowdfunder going on With Derek Beaumont uh, Paul uh, You know, it's it's good That he's raising money For the Danny Jones Defibrillator Fund And the Steve Crestrap Foundation Him and his mate You know, going off Against each other In this uh, battle of the weight loss And, you know, obviously Looking at it It's going to make him More healthy as well, isn't it? Obviously losing all that weight uh, And it's good to see Yeah, two, two great
1: um, Great charities, aren't they? You know, Danny Jones, God bless him. You know, he we lost him far too young. And same with Steve Prescott, two two really fantastic rugby personalities and uh, great, great, um, great charities, though. So uh, good luck to Marwan and Derek. I mean, I saw Derek Paul the other week at Solva when we played. Um, Say, Helens in the car park walking. I think with his son. he's a big mate of Marwan's, and he looks a totally different person. I mean, he was, I don't think he was a huge guy anyway, but he's very slight now. So uh,
0: Marwan's gonna have to be on his uh, game if he's gonna. Uh, Keep up with Derek <laughs> Yeah, obviously You're, you're our, our fitness uh, advisor On the podcast I was looking at me And looking at uh, And you know, ah. the other people I'd, I'd say so With all the boxing And stuff you do You know, what What, what do you think? You obviously Marwan's got a few weeks now To try and trim down a bit more uh, What do you think? you think a couple of rounds Were you in the uh, In the sparring apartment Might, you know, shed them pounds? Uh, yeah, yeah You're
1: going to get the old uh, Body suit on there I suppose Get on that treadmill And you know The old sweat on And sweat a
0: bit of Are they still going to fight Each other Derek then Marwan, is that still going ahead? No, I'm no, I'm not, I'm not, we're not heard anything since. I'm sure after they've got themselves super fit, uh, they're going to have to try and do something out of me to keep the, keep the pounds off. Uh, but yeah. Uh, after the corner,
1: Marwan,
0: you know, I, mean, I could be a man. <laughs> Paul Whiteside in your corner. You need Paul Whiteside in your corner, Marwan. trust me You need Paul Whiteside in your corner, Marwan, trust me. Okay, so obviously, if you, you want to donate to that, he's got his uh, goal funding page on his Twitter and, he's, and he's, um, You know, it's worth going and, tr- and raising some. Money for some great causes. So that was the end of the news for this week's Devil with a Detail podcast. And what we'll do now, we'll look at our amateur sides and what they were up to this week.
1: Right, well, I've got this week's amateur roundup for you with the results and fixtures and a bit of news as well. I'll start on the Wednesday last week, Wednesday the 5th of April. Saddleworth Rangers were in action. They went down by. 32 points to 24 at least. Uh, This weekend, in the Premier Division of the National Conference League, Rochdale Mayfield had a great win. They won away at Lee Minor Rangers by 44 points to 26, leading 28 uh, points to 4 at half-time. And uh, ran away with it in the second half, 44 points to 26. After a spirited fight back from Lee Minor Rangers though. In Division 2, Salford City Roosters, bad news again I'm afraid for the Roosters. They went down by 62 points to 20 to stay bottom of Division 2 with 60 feet on their opening six games. There was tries from Patrick Connolly, Andrew Muscat, Joe Connor, and Ben Connor, and two Bradley White goals but uh, Ascombe were just too much for us uh, so for City Roosters 62 points to 20 in that one. In Division 3, Gateshead Storm 44, Oldham St. Anne's 24 and Waterhead Warriors were beaten at home by 24 points to 20 against the Clockface Miners. There are no games this coming weekend in the Conference Leagues due to the Easter holidays. Right, well, student rugby league, there's, there's not much to tell you about really. Wakefield's game against Hotwood Hall College was postponed and there's no uh, student or college fixtures this week. At the league table for the college Premier Division, though, Hotwood Hall do stay top despite having that postponed game there. Three points clear of Halifax ERA, so congratulations to them having a great season. In the North West Men's League, I've got quite a few no results for you this week and postponements, but I'll give you the results that I have got. Uh, starting in Division 2, Bowl Miners nil. Berry Broncos 30, great win there for the Berry Broncos. Rochdale Mayfield A, 30 Two, Lee East a nil. Those are both Division Two fixtures. Division Three: Blackpool Scorpions 22, Rochdale Cobras 26, Fitton Hill Bulldogs 10, Eccleston Lions 30. And in Division Four: Colchester Eagles 36, Catterick Rhinos 28, Langworthy Reds 16, Little Hunton Reds 50, Manchester Rangers a 22, West Harton Lions 52. And in Division Five: Berry Broncos a 34, Bolton Mets 32, Saddleworth Rangers a 28, Wigan Springview a. Twenty-eight. There are no fixtures in the Northwest Men's League this week, as I said before. It's the Easter holiday, so there's no games. We'll be back the weekend after. Well, finally, this week I'll give you the Northwest Youth League results from Sunday. In the Under-18s, Thatto Heath 48, Oldham 16. That was in the Under-18s Premier. In the Under-18s Division One, Lee East 18, Langworthy 0, Saddleworth 40, North Wales 22. In the under seven sorry, in the under sixteens in the cup it was Waterhead eighteen Oldham St Anne's nil. And in the Division One of the Under Sixteens, it was Lee East 18, Caddy's at twelve. In the under thirteens, Lee Miners, Rangers versus Waterhead, Warriors was postponed in the Premier Division. In Division One, Blackbrook Blues versus Oldham St. Anne's was postponed. Rochdale Mayfield. 8, Hindley 48 and in the under 13s Division 2 Saddleworth Rangers 44, Blackbrook Royals 14 and in the under 13s Division 3, South Trafford nil, Lee Miner Rangers Gold 18 and Wollstone 40 Bellevue B's 6, as again there was no results, uh, sorry no fixtures coming up this weekend due to the Easter break so, so that's it, that's all I've got for you, quite a short and sweet one this week, I'll, uh, I'll catch you next week, have a great Easter, hopefully we will get 4 points
0: for that Paul I actually went to Langwithy and Little Luton Reds on Saturday it was a great game Paul uh, it's great obviously going down to our amateur clubs and seeing uh, you know, the games live
1: yes yeah, fantastic it's something I'd like to do Robert I do have to work a lot of Saturdays arranging my shifts and what have you around, around Salford but there's a summer goal that I'm hoping to get to to
0: see all the amateur sides if I can look well, like you had a good day there. you definitely got some fantastic weather anyway by the looks of the videos oh it was great B- baking on rabbit hills got a, it's a steep hill that Paul as well little Ulton in that first half was, was you know going down the hill uh, and Langworthy was we, struggling but second half you know going uh, swapping ends and you know it was a bit of a battle uh, but obviously little Ulton Reds just coming out uh, on top in the game but you know like you said it's great going down to the local amateur sides and, and seeing some good rugby because that you know it's pretty good quality really
1: yeah, definitely, definitely. And just looking at all the sides we've got in the local areas, a lot, of, a lot of teams in there in the area. I know the Solvency Roosters are struggling a bit at the moment. they've Been following their progress this week on the on the amateur report and that, and I'm sure they'll get things right and will start turning things around, But it's great to see to see all the sides and how, how well they're all doing. And like I said, hopefully I'll get around to seeing them all, you know, live at some point this season.
0: Cool. So what we'll do now, we'll uh, look forward to the league game on Good It's time for the Devil of the Three-man, Three-man. 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 So, Salford Red Devils take on Lee Centurions at the AJ Bell Stadium on this good Friday, Paul. It's going to be a belting game.
1: Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I think they've struggled the last few weeks, but they've gone to Super League and they've had some good victories themselves, haven't they, You know, beating St. Helens. They ran Leeds close, so they've, uh, they've been very competitive in the games that I've seen them in. And they've got some, they've got a big squad and a lot of experienced players in there, so local derby games are always tough, Rob, and I think, uh, I think they'll come and make it very physical and very difficult for us
0: on Friday. Yeah, like you say, winning and losing become a habit. Lee have lost three on the spin at the moment, Paul. You know, you think that could be a factor, obviously, with our confidence up?
1: Yeah, I think anybody at home for us, Rob, is, is a winnable game. I think we've made the AJ a fortress, haven't we? You know, especially this season you know, we should have beat Wigan there we've, we've, we've beat some good sides in Castleford, Warrington and St. Helens so uh, I don't think we'll fear Lee but I don't think we should take them lightly I think they've got some good players like I said they're going to raise the game
0: it's a derby fixture there's a few ex connections in there as well and uh, I think we, we should have enough to beat Lee but um, I think it's going to be a very difficult game Yeah, who are you looking at as being the Danger Men for Lee?
1: There's a lot of Danger it. like I said before they've got a big squad you know Martin Ridyard, the, the halfback, the Ben Reynolds as well. The good, he's a good young uh, local halfback they've got there as well. He, he's a clever player. Um, Greg Mcnally, I mean, he's a very talented fullback. I think he's in for uh, Rocky Hampshire. I think he's injured at the moment. But you know Greg Mcnally burst onto the scene. I remember I was at Whitehaven that night. He scored three tries against us when they beat us. So uh, he's only a young lad then, but he's still in there. Ben Crooks, you know, he's playing in the NRL. The ex-Hull uh, and cast man. Matty Dawson on the wing. Um, from St. Helens. So he's loaded with big names. Mickey Hyams there, you know, in the twilight of his career now. And then obviously we've got Harrison Hanson, you know, Glenn Stewart. And the the guy they signed from St. Helens El- St. is Atelier Bay. The, uh, the forward's a decent player. So they've got some really big names in the side. Um, but um, I think, you know, we should, we should have too much for them. But
0: hopefully. Anyway. No, well, Paul, you've got to be confident. We went to Holland, and destroyed yeah. them. Uh, we went to Hull, Huddersfield and destroyed them. We're playing really good rugby at home Beat Warrington at home um, You know th- For me This team is, is going forward And if you're Wanting to be in the, the Top 8 You've got to beat Lee at home On, on Good Friday For me
1: Yeah Yeah I think so yeah. I was speaking to my dad about that The other day And he was saying You know We played Lee three times And I think we did it to witness last season We played them three times We got three victories Didn't we You know Without the points deduction no, no, Those sort of points Would have got us into the top 8 one, not it Top 7 or whatever so, um, so this season, I think when and Watson was we started of planning fixtures. I don't know whether they target certain games, or they target every game to win. But you'd be looking at the the, the the league games and the witness of, of the league in Wakefield. Don't you know, no, no disrespect to them, Huddersfield. Those are your bread and butter games out they? especially at home. They're the games you've got to win. So, um so I'd say you know if we were to win on Friday, you've know, got 14 points there, which is over half half of the points you're probably going to need to get into the top eight so so it's a big game for me it's a very pivotal point of the season now
0: Easter, especially with a tough trip to, to cattle on Monday as well Yeah I think obviously looking at the, the, the league table Paul in normal sort of normal service we're, we're kind of looking up aren't we saying can we get in the eight we're at the moment where we are sort of comfortably in the eight you've got to look down are not you and the team who is ninth, nine we've got six points on them is that right so yeah. for us to stay in the eight we've got to keep winning and they've got to keep losing if that makes sense so for me if you beat lee uh, on good friday and then you've got a few more you've got going to get 8 point there's kind of an 8 point buffer between you and ninth nice. so i know it's a probably a non- negative way of looking at it because you you know you want to win every game but you know it's it's the thing that has a mentality that you know you're you're out in front they're trying to catch you not the other way around and i can see this team full of confidence you know getting two or three four more wins together to push us further into the to the 8 and then we can build from there. Definitely,
1: definitely. i was look at the fixtures today, and I like to have a look at them and see oh, which one can we win, which one. But, it, but, but this season, it's not really been like that for me. I mean, every game is it looks like a winnable game now. Um, but I'm always very cautious, and I think you just—it's an old cliche—take each game as it comes. But that's the way I like to, to look at things. But if you do look at the runner fixtures we've got—Lee, Catalan, Witness at home, and then Wigan away—how good would it be? To beat Lee Callan and Witness and go to Wigan with eighteen
3: points. Mm. I think
1: that'd be absolutely tremendous. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's beat Lee
0: first on Friday. Like you always say to me, Paul, when I get all a bit mystified, misty Eye talking about the million pound game. We didn't win anything that game, but it's all about building on it. And for me, you know, it's the same yeah. in this situation, you've got to you know, you you wanna win it you wanna stay in that eight, you've gotta win the games to, to to get in there. At the moment we're in the box seat, we're the team going forward, and hopefully, you know, we continue this good form. Say three out of four We win the next three out of four games. We're on eighteen points. Twenty-two gets you in, and after that, well, we got five six games after that to to, to pick up the next couple of points.
1: Uh, right. I, th- I think I think this season, Rob, I think twenty-two points will probably get, definitely get you in because it's very tight. Teams are beating each other. You look at the, the league this season. I think on, on the day, anyone can beat anybody. I mean, everybody's going about Castleford at the moment. Castleford this, Castleford that. Anybody can beat anybody, rather. I think there's a lot more twists and turns. Castle are going to hit a bad patch, and castle are going to lose matches. I have no, no doubts about that at all. Um, it's about being consistent, it's about winning your home games and picking up the odd, odd win away from home, but we're doing the business at the moment, and we're on a good run of form, but, you know, we might hit a bad patch, we might get injuries, hopefully we won't, but we might do. So it's about making, hey, you know, while we can, you know, let's get as many points in the bag as we can, while we're going good form and we've got a fully fit, healthy squad, and that's when we need to do the business now And then get the results So that started
0: on Friday And obviously after Friday uh, We've got Catalan on, on the bank holiday Monday Obviously the players having to turn round The fans having to turn round as well uh, Over the Easter period You know, our Catalan are a good side You know, strong at home It's going to be a battle I think, that game
1: Yeah, and, and Catalan get a bit of extra rest as well Because Catalan play Wednesday Against Huddersfield um, Which um, is a bit strange really I know sometimes sides play on Thursday, don't they Thursday, but we're playing Good Friday, so they've got the extra two days rest before they go back to, to France. So, uh, so that's going to be tough. You know, it's going to be tough to back up and go over there to, 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 to Catalan. But we've got a squad. We've got a decent-sized squad now. And, and I've got a funny feeling you might see some sort of players who've not played as much this season, perhaps featuring against Catalan. I mean, perhaps we'll see Todd Carney play. Perhaps we might rest Robert Louis on, on the bank on any Monday, We'll have to see that. I've got a feeling that that could happen because uh, league game is going
0: to be very physical, so you might see some some changes to the to the side on, on Monday. Yeah, Catlin have got some you know good players, have not they, in, in that <coughs> squad? And you know the forwards yeah. are impressive as well. Our forwards are going to have to be working hard that day, uh, I think, especially if it's warm.
1: Yeah, definitely. They've actually lost two players to injury though um, over the weekend. Luke Burgess has got injured, and uh, Jason Battier is out for it for a while as well now. So they're quite a bit of an injury blow for them, but. Um, Catalan's always tough, and I think the weather's going to be quite warm as well, so it's going to be a difficult game, but just looking at Catalan's, you know, Wakefield went there last weekend and absolutely hammered them, didn't they, so um, they're funny side, I think they're struggling in defence, they conceded a lot of points, so um, you know, perhaps we've, we've, we've got a chance, I think we've got every chance of winning there at Catalan, mm. it just depends how much that, that good Friday game takes out of you, what you want to do is make sure you get through that game without you know a, lo- a load of injuries and uh, Especially, I think the injury game is, is the wonder. You know, players backing up after Friday. You don't want them to pick injuries up in Catalan. You know, not fully fit playing in that game, and then picking injuries up with uh, the Toronto Cup game the week after as well.
0: Yeah, I Pictures think it's coming thick and fast. It's a, it's a crucial period of the season for me. Good Friday against Lee, then Catalan, and then Toronto uh, the following week. It's it's kind of a season, a, a period of the season there, Paulie. If we win all three, we can we kick on them, and, and it can be a special season. Toronto is going to be a tough game for me. They're full of confidence, aren't they, at the moment? Mm-hmm. And that's the one they've got to be switched on for. Um, Catalan away, you know they've got some good players, but like you said, you know if it's you know a top eight spot you want, you got you pick four points up over Easter Yeah, it can be. It's a very pivotal time. I mean,
1: it can it can make or break teams, can it? You know, teams that are not doing so well can win two games over Easter and it really propels them into the, the next, next half of the season. They've done it. Um, whereas if you lose both the games then you lose the banana skin game against Toronto, your, your season's going in free fall, I don't think that's going to happen though Rob, I think we'll have too much for, for Toronto I don't think Ian Watson's going to take them obviously we'll, we'll speak about them at the time when the time comes, but let's just focus on the games, we've got Lee first up I think it's a definitely a, it's a winnable game for us, the way, we, the way we play at the moment you look at the confidence that the last were playing with on Friday night, the way they were throwing the ball around against Hull, I think Lee I have gotta find that difficult to deal with.
0: Cool, give us your score prediction pal for the game.
1: Hang on a second, broke down.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> on the back of my league expresses again. Uh sorry, this isn't bit of professional, is it? <laughs> uh, there we go. I've gone
0: for Lee uh, sorry, south for twenty six, Lee twelve and do you want me catalan prediction as well? Yeah you can do.
1: Catalan 22,
0: Salford 26. Okay, so I bought, I bought myself a, the little bingo caller. I've seen that, yeah. yeah. Go on, get it going then. I thought, so I'll get it going. So, first ball out. I'm going Salford 20. Lee Centurion 10. And the next ball. Catalan. I'll put that one back. Give me a minute. That's more like it. Catalan. Twelve, Salford, twenty-eight. So there you go, balls were spoke Anyway, right. So that's me. All. Catalan twelve. Two Salford, Salford wins anyway. Two Salford wins. Two two wins over Easter stuff. Um. Obviously, you know, we're, we're working on the balls, Paul. First time I've used it, didn't quite work. then. Yeah. But we can we can work on that. It's like so the yeah. National lottery. That we're going to call you machine. Well, here, is it? Yeah, well, I'll have suggestions, oh, our, we'll have suggestions from our. suggestions from our listeners. What I should call them. Call my it the ball. Ian. <laughs> oh, <Ian. laughs> well, yeah, that's all. That's it. Salford are going to win the two games over Easter, Paul. is going to kick us into a you know a, a fine end to the, to the uh, 2017 season. So, well, that was the end of another podcast, Paul. of a great show! Yeah,
1: really
0: enjoyed it, Rob. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for having me on. Cool. Uh, you can find us on uh, Devil in Detail SRD on Facebook, at DITD SRD on Twitter, and you can find us on SoundCloud iTunes and WhitelineFeverRadio.com So thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.